Uh, I love I love studying, and then I love to share what I, I studied. So I'm excited. How many of you are excited to receive this morning? Oh, yes. Heaven on earth. Pastor David texted me a couple weeks ago, heaven on earth, and then he gave me a verse to, to go through, and oh, it's, it's one of these verses that I, I'm really pursuing and I'm passionate about, and then the next day he pulled the carpet from under my feet and gave me a different verse to study, but I'm ready for that one. I'm ready for the other one. I will. Awesome. But the question he asked me, heaven on earth, what does that look like? And I have about five answers. So I need about five sermons, Dave, Pastor Dave. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of broke them down. And the, actually it's real it's real interesting how God confirms what he's been talking to you about. And this morning was through Olivia, this, um, just talking beforehand. And this is what I want to talk about. Heaven on earth looks like God's kingdom. I know it's pretty simple. We've talked a lot about it. But I, I want to look at some of the things about God's kingdom this morning. And uh, as I go, I might get animated. But I'm not allowed to go off the stairs. Because this young man here with a video going says, I'm not allowed to get out of the spotlight. So... If I make a mistake, and just forgive me ahead of time, Justin. Matthew 6. Are, are we going to be able to get scripture verses this morning? Okay. Matthew 6, verses 9 and 10. Jesus said to them, pray in this way. In this manner, pray. Our Father, who is in heaven... Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. I want to take five minutes. And I want to lay some groundwork. Hallowed be your name. What Jesus is saying here, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Completely set apart. So, Hallowed be your name, to be reverenced, to be honored, to be in awe of. And you're completely set apart. But then he says, let your kingdom come. The one who is completely set apart. We recognize you as completely set apart. Yet, he wants to have intimate connection with your life he says let your kingdom come you know today if if that was one nation talking to its ne next door nation and said let your kingdom come 
Do you know what that would look like? That would be a takeover. When you invite one nation, and we've actually seen it happen, and we've seen some actually nations struggling with this whole issue in, in, in recent. One nation comes and invades and takes over and imposes its will on the nation next door. Jesus said, ask for that. Ask for the Father's kingdom to come and invade your life in such a way that he imposes your will on you. Wow. When Jesus was baptized, it says the Holy Spirit came upon him. And then in the next chapter in Luke, it says literally he imposed himself. The Holy Spirit imposed himself upon Jesus. Paul gives us a little bit of insight into the, the kingdom of God. It's not, right, it's not meat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so by the Holy Spirit literally imposing himself upon Jesus, the kingdom of the Father was imposed and Jesus tells us, I want you to pray the same way. And Jesus lived his entire life saying, I don't do anything on my own. He says, I can't do anything on my own. It's only as I see the Father, as I hear the Father, as I sense the Father's heart. That is, live, that is heaven on earth. That is heaven on earth. Being so in tune now Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father on the throne. And we have the, the Father and the Son imposing their kingdom on us. And, and Jesus said, the same way the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Jesus is sending us with his kingdom imposed upon us. And then he says, preach the kingdom. Jesus said, I send you now to preach the kingdom, to bring healing, to bring deliverance. Release the... He, actually, Jesus, when he appointed the 12 disciples and called them then apostles, he said, preach the kingdom. Oh, man, I just lost my thought. Oh, I thought I shouldn't have backed up. <laughs> That's irritating. I lost it. And I've gone way ahead of myself, too. Jesus said, the same way I sent you, the, the Father sent me, I'm sending you now. And he said, preach the kingdom. Release. He said, this is what I was thinking. He said, freely you have received. And the whole context there is preaching the kingdom. Him, Jesus putting his authority upon his disciples. So the whole context is the kingdom authority, the kingdom power that has been imposed upon me, I'm now imposing on you, and I want you to freely release it. As you have freely received, now you freely give. And release 
the kingdom. Amen? That is heaven on earth. Heaven on earth is you walking in the power, the authority of God's kingdom and releasing that. I wanted to give just a little bit of background here. Father God wants us to ask him, Father, the dominion that operates in heaven, let that dominion operate on earth. That's heaven on earth. See, there is an actual place, heaven, and it is governed, and it operates, and it functions under the authority of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, king, sorry, the kingdom of God. There is an actual place called hell. And it is governed, and it operates, and it functions under the authority of the kingdom of darkness. And in Colossians, Paul says, let's give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light for he rescued us from the domain, the kingdom of darkness. And he transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So whether you like it or not, whether you understand it or not, whether you realize it or not, you are living, if you've been born again, you are in the kingdom of God. You are in the kingdom. And the, the sad thing nowadays is so many Christians do not understand the authority that they have been blessed with, that they can walk in. Where did this uh, kingdom come from? That's a really good question. How many of you remember Daniel? Oh, I, you know, I love the book of Daniel. It, it's got, it's got to be the best book in the Bible. And what an incredible person Daniel was. And he had an incredible gift. Um, you know what? I, last night before I went to bed, I said, Lord, can I have a dream? Give me a dream, because I don't dream, and I don't never remember my dreams. I, you know, but I had a dream. And you know what? I was speaking, <laughs> I was speaking and Brenda was standing here with me, and I was speaking, preaching, and then I looked out, and there was, it was a totally empty field. <laughs> Nobody was even there listening to me preach. That's, that was it. That was my dream. And I'm, what? Okay, I'm, I'm still waiting for the interpretation of that one. <laughs> Uh, reminds me actually of, of what Pastor David's uh, story he sold, told one night. He was, he was given the stage one night, and it was the last stage out of town. <laughs> I, I didn't say. I, I, actually, I got the reaction that you normally get. <laughs> the groans. But um, in J Daniel chapter 2, the King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream of this huge statue. And it was made gold, silver, uh, bronze, uh, clay, uh, iron. And Daniel was, came up with the interpretation 
And have we been able to get any of the Bible up there? Yes? Oh, awesome. Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. This is the interpretation. And what happened is the, the gold head represented, I think it was the Persian Empire. Then next came the Greek, um, the Greek Empire, I think. Is that the right order? And then there came the Roman Empire. That was the, the, the interpretation. But then... At the very end, it says, and again, this, this is a dream that was actually fulfilled. It's not talking about the end days. This is a dream that actually got fulfilled. And we see all these different empires happening in the Bible, in history, and then even into Jesus' day. And in the days of these kings, that's the, the Persians, the Greek kings, and then the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to another people. And what he means by that is the, the Persian Empire got taken over by the Greeks. And so each empire got taken over and was left to the next set of people that were greater and mightier. And so finally the Roman Empire took over the Greek Empire and established itself as a worldwide empire. But God is saying here the kingdom that he sets up is not going to be left to anybody. It will be, it will consume, it shall break. It shall break and it will consume all these other kingdoms. And actually, I want to prepare your hearts. I believe there's going to be healing this morning. At the end of this, I want to pray. Because the kingdom of darkness wants to set up strongholds and things in your life that seem unbreakable, that seem untouchable, that, that want to take a hold of our lives, whether it's fear, whether it's anger, whether it's jealousy, envy, Striped, we, we see all those things in, in, the, uh, in Paul's writings. And they take a hold of our lives and they set up like a mini dominion in your life. A mini kingdom in your life. But the kingdom of God, the kingdom that God sets up, it breaks. Amen? It breaks every kingdom that came ahead of it. It consumes that three-letter word, A-L-L. -L. If there's something in your life, physical, mental, um, psychosomatic, that's a big word. It means where an issue in the mind actually causes a physical ailment in your body. Whether they're spiritual, mental, physical, psychosomatic. Thanks, Mom. This morning, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is going to come and it's going to break. It's going to break and it's going to consume all. Every name that wants to rise and exalt itself against the name of God. Every principality, every ruler, every dominion that wants to come and raise its head against the rule, the dominion, the kingdom of God. 
is going to get broken. It's going to get broken. It's going to get broken. And so that's where, when we talk about the kingdom of God, it's God coming. And it it talks about this being a stone, a a, a stone that that is hewed without hands. Symbolic of, of the Holy Spirit, the Immaculate Conception, the Holy Spirit birthing Jesus in Mary. A stone that was not made by any human means, but, but created, not created, conceived by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came ab- over and above Mary, and she conceived. So there was a rock a stone, and it came and it obliterated the statue in the dream. And there was an eternal kingdom when Jesus came that was set up. And when you are born again, you become and you enter into that kingdom. For the kingdom of God, Romans 14, 70, the kingdom of God is not eating, drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Jesus, in Luke 17, when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. It's not this natural empire that you're going to see coming and taking over the Romans. He says, neither will they say, lo, it is here, or lo, it is there. The kingdom of God is He's already talking is. He doesn't say it's going to come and it's going to be embedded in you. No, he says it is. It is. He's speaking in the present terms. And Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. It's not a matter of us trying to impose our will upon somebody. Say, oh, I got a kingdom to advance. And we try to impose our will. We try to debate. We try to argue people into the kingdom. That's not how it happens. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle with somebody's brain. We don't wrestle with somebody's physical, whatever, attendance or whatever. That's not what we read. We don't wrestle in that. We don't try to force them. No, it's the kingdom of God that's within us. And here's the secret. Establish it in your own life. Too many people are trying to impose something upon somebody else and they don't even have their own life worked out. They don't even have the kingdom of God operating in them yet and they're trying to impose it. I want to challenge you this morning. Have the kingdom of God operating in you. And what does that look like? Righteousness, peace, joy. Do all that you can to, to have your standing before the Father right. Do all that you can. And that, that idea will consume your whole life. <laughs> you won't have to worry about other people. And they won't irritate you as much. The little things that people do sometimes, it, it, it can drive us crazy if we allow it to. But if we just say, Lord, you were so gracious with me. I know, I know sometimes when I've had issues with my kids and I'm just irritated and frustrated. You know, I, I tend, I'll just go out into the 
you know, mow the lawn or pull weeds or, or do something. And out of that object lesson, God starts talking, you know, I'm pretty gracious with you. You know, of all the things I've forgiven you and, you know, the weeds that I've had to kind of pull out of your life. And, and by the time I finished my one hour of work or whatever thing, you know, I'm just, okay. Did. I can have some grace and forgiveness. Allow the kingdom of God to work in your life. Establish it in your life. Let his dominion come and overwhelm you, overtake you, dominate you, dominate your thinking, dominate your attitudes. Allow that to happen first. And as that happens, you'll have grace for other people. You'll have love for other people. Pilate asked Jesus, are you really a king? Because the, the Jews were saying, oh, he's calling himself the king of the Jews. And, and, and so they brought him before. And, he, and listen to Jesus, my kingdom. So he did not argue that he was a king. He didn't say, oh, oh Pilate, don't worry. I'm not threatening you. you know, you're the king here. No. He, he didn't deny the fact that he was a king. But he said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. God wants to establish his kingdom in our hearts, in our lives, and let that flow out. That's what the kingdom looks like. I mean, the, that's what heaven on earth looks like. It looks like God's kingdom, God's realm, invading our life, changing our life to such a degree that it flows out of our life as love, as joy, as, as gentleness, as kindness, as meekness. That's what the kingdom looks like. It's not harsh. It's not judgmental. It's not condemning. Jesus said, I didn't come into this world to condemn the world. He said, but I came that it would be saved. Wow. We need to change our perspective and say, okay, God, your kingdom. Reign in me. Come invade my life. Come and change me. Come and completely renovate me, my thinking, my attitudes. Come and totally change me. And it'll change the way you look at people around you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Jesus spent his time on earth training his disciples to operate and function in the kingdom. When you start, when you, when you uh, this one story, James and John, there were some people that just didn't receive them so well. They were kind of rude and whatever. James and John said, God, or not God, but they said, Jesus, do you want us to call down fire? And lightning from it. And just destroy them. <laughs> and Jesus had to say, no, 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 no. Come on, settle down, guys. And he was trying to teach them that it's not this physical realm that we're wrestling with. It's not, it's not what you see. It's what you don't see that's really happening. I wanted to mention, because what does, the, the question then becomes, well, what does the kingdom of God look like? 
you know, heaven on earth, if it's the kingdom, I would really encourage Pastor David has invested, Pastor Winona have invested so much time and energy in what is the culture of heaven? Think about, what does heaven look like to you? What does heaven look like to you? I want you to think about that. What does heaven look like to you? And is that happening in your life? See, the kingdom of heaven is, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, and it's this interior thing, but the kingdom of heaven actually manifests itself in the physical realm. The kingdom of God working in you. If, if, if the household is going crazy, you can have peace. And in, instead of getting caught up in the whirlwind of the house, we had six kids. I don't know, Kanisha, do you ever remember it being crazy around our house? Never. No, because that was the kingdom of God operating. <laughs> our house was never crazy. <laughs> yes, it was totally crazy at times. And sometimes Brenda and I didn't necessarily operate in the kingdom of God. And we got caught up in the whirlwind. We got caught up in the craziness. We got caught up in the, the stress. But when you can get to a point where no matter what's going on, you have the kingdom of God. And instead of, instead of reacting with harshness, you can react with, gentleness react with kindness somebody at work is just just irritating you the wrong way you know what the natural human tendency is is to get back at them to get even with them to to make them pay to to just maybe they don't get the promotion and i'm going to because i can manipulate the situation that's not the kingdom of God working. The kingdom of God is, is there's a, a kindness, a long-suffering that can come forth, a patience for that person, a demonstration of love towards that patient. Totally undeserving. Who, how, who, of us, who of us deserve the kingdom of God to come upon us? None. None of us were worthy of that. And yet, Christ died for us. To bring us into his kingdom. And we need to change our perspective and start saying, I will stop reacting in anger. 
I will stop reacting in jealousy. I will stop reacting with strife and with manipulation and getting even and maybe even backstabbing. I'm going to stop and start saying, Lord, what does your kingdom say for this situation? Amen? We need to slow down our reaction time sometimes and, and literally say, Lord, what does your kingdom say about this situation? We used to have those bracelets. And I don't know if they still have them now, but I remember it was real, a real craze for a while. The, the WWJD, what would Jesus do? Actually, it's a really good question. It's a really good question to, to have in the back of your mind for a situation. Just want to read a few of the... Actually, I want to touch on this point because my time is running to an end here. What is the kingdom of God look like for unto us a child is born unto us a son will be given this is Isaiah 9 and the government will rest upon his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father the prince of peace the government it means the dominion. It means his kingdom will rest. So this stone comes and breaks apart every kingdom, crushes every kingdom, and is this kingdom, this new everlasting eternal kingdom is set up. And the rulership of that kingdom rests upon the shoulders of Jesus Christ. I looked up that word because... It only happens two times in the Old Testament. It's a Hebrew word. In the next verse, it says, there will be no end to the increase of his dominion. I want you to think of this in the context of how the Father sent Jesus and established this kingdom, and now how Jesus now sends us. I want you to think about how there's no, there's, there will not be an end to the increase, to the influence, to the impact of the kingdom of God. And it's carried on through you and me. As the Father sent Jesus, Jesus now sends us and says, I've set up this kingdom. I've set up this dominion. And the word for dominion, for his, the government, it's... Its original form, it came from an Arabic word that means to set in order. I want you to, I want this to get into your spirit because we see things all around us every day that are out of order. Adam and Eve were called to to rule, to have dominion, to subdue, to replenish, have dominion. They were, they were called, they were sent forth to, to have dominion and increase the kingdom of God. They were called to do that. They gave the keys of that authority over to Satan. 
in the garden. But Jesus Christ came and he's taken those keys back. He has stripped Satan of his power, of his authority, and he has set things in order. And he has passed the authority, he has passed those keys of power and dominion. He's put them now in us, in our hands. First to work in our lives to set us in order, set our spirit, set our soul in order. But then to flow through us, the kingdom of God, heaven on earth is to flow from us out to those around us and set in order what has been put into chaos and what has been put into confusion. We are called to, under the authority of Jesus to Christ, to set things in heavenly order. That is the call. That is, that is heaven on earth. It's heaven flowing through us. Under the authority, under the power, under the privilege that we've been given by Jesus Christ. To impact, to influence our co-workers, our family members, those People we see on the streets, those things that are just out of order, caused by the kingdom of darkness having its way. I am tired of that. I have just all week just been like, I want the kingdom of God to flow through my life. The power, the authority that Jesus has vested in us. What, what did Jesus say when he set the disciples apart? He commissioned 12 of them, going two by two. He said, I'm giving you my authority. And immediately he said, now go preach the kingdom. Preach my kingdom, my good news. Preach freedom to the captives. Preach healing and then demonstrate it. Bring order from the confusion and the chaos that is over the minds, the hearts, the, even the bodies of these people. Bring order from the chaos that has been just running rampant. And today we see that chaos, that confusion, the darkness running rampant all around us. But you have a light. You are part of the kingdom of light. You are part of the kingdom of God that has an answer, that has a solution, that has has the authority to break in pieces the other kingdoms that have tried to set themselves up, the strongholds that want to take hold of people's lives, the things that they can't overcome. We have a kingdom in us that is more powerful, higher, greater, a name that is above every name, and every principality, every power, every dominion must bow to. And Jesus had come, and he has broken the power. He has stripped him of his authority, has stripped him of every weapon. And he, and he told his disciples, I've given, you, I've given you the authority to tread upon, to step upon, to walk on every power of the enemy that wants to come against you. We have the power and the dominion to overcome it all. And that's what heaven on earth looks like to me. Is us, oh, perfect timing too. Just hit zero on that last sentence. I got it all out. 
you and I have this power, this authority in us, in us. It's in us. We don't have to go searching all over and hoping it, it ha somehow, Lord, I'm going to go out today. I hope you're with me. He's in you. His power is in you. His authority, his kingdom is in you. And he wants, from the beginning of time, God's whole desire, he'd come and walk and talk with Adam and Eve in the garden. The cool of the day. That got messed up. He called the nation, freed them from Egypt, brought them out and said, come. He invited them all, come to this mountain and meet with me. And they, were, they saw the thunder and the lightning and the power and the authority over that mountain and they got scared and they sent Moses and they said, you represent us. From the beginning of time, God's wanted this personal, intimate relationship with us where not only does he reside and have that relationship with us and commune personally, but that we release it, freely we release it. Heaven, in, not, there's, I think the King James says, on earth, I mean, in earth, in earth as it is in heaven. So first, he wants it established in your life where there's such a communion, such a fellowship that we start feeling the compassion. We start feeling the, that's what Je Jesus was full of that. And he, he said he would look out over a city and have compassion. He would look out over a crowd of people, no food. And he felt compassion. And the disciples are saying, send them away. There's villages, they can go get food. And Jesus was full of compassion and says, no, we're going to feed them. That's the kingdom of God wanting to burst forth out of you, wanting to come and touch your neighbor, touch your... Oh. God's power, his authority... Not to be consumed on some worthless, materialistic thing. Not for some sort of self-gratification. No. It's so the kingdom of God can flow out to people around you. And touch those around you. And of that dominion, there will be no end to the increase. Or of peace. I think of, of the greatest thing that this world needs to see is some peace. There's so much confusion, so much, there's so many things vying for our attention, drawing us to them itself. And people are pulled in one direction, then the next direction. You're driving your kids here, you're driving your kids there, you're going to this and that. There's no peace. There's no peace. There's no peace. You have peace. And it's literally, it's, a, it's a, actually really a real thing. 
Jesus said to the disciples as he sent them out, if they don't receive your peace, if you don't sense the peace, you, you walk up and you shake your shake. This peace was this real tangible item that you could feel and sense. And today, people are growing weary. They're growing tired. They're growing fearful. The stress levels, the blood pressures, the all of it. Just robbing people. It's robbing them. And we have, through Jesus Christ, the answer to impart unto them. To just really, freely you have been, you, freely you have received. Now freely, pass it out, pass it out, pass it out. Share some love, share some peace. We have been given the power, the authority. If you can throw Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Actually, let's, you know, just let's start at 17. He sent out now 70. He first sent out 12. He sent 70. Actually, it says when he sent them out, Jesus actually sent them. Now, this is a different message, but I just want to. He sent them. He sent them and said, prepare these cities for me. When he sent out the 70. I think it's Luke chapter 10. I think it's verse 1. He says, send, I'm sending you. To preach the kingdom. Why? To get them ready for me. And he sent them out. And the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, are subject to us in your name. Don't ever forget that part. In your name. In the name of Jesus. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. We won't get into that phrase. But J Satan has, is fallen. Satan has fallen. His kingdom, we're going to get to it, is under our feet. We tread upon it. So Jesus saw this. As, his, as the 70 were out, Jesus saw this. Behold, I have I give you the authority to trample serpents and scorpions. What is that an image of? Pardon me? That's Satan was the serpent in the garden, right? He's a serpent of old. Well, there you go. You get to trample on him. And we get to trample over all the power of the enemy. And nothing. We can trample over all the power and nothing will hurt you. That is the power. That is the authority. That is our privilege that Jesus Christ imparted 
and authorized us to walk in. To release his kingdom. He said, release the kingdom. Release the kingdom. And this morning, how many of you want to release the kingdom? I mean, I have it so burning. <laughs> oh, it's just like, it's like, yeah, it's just like, I want it so bad. I want it to happen so bad. Jesus paid with his life. Not, not only did Jesus pay with his life, it says that he stripped himself of his divinity before even coming to He literally took off his divinity and humbled himself and became human. And he was born as a, as a baby. I, I, just to comprehend, I can't. And then to walk among his creation. And then to suffer and to die. But in doing that, he broke every power. Destroyed every dominion. Took back every key. Of authority. He took it all back. Whatever had been given over to the kingdom of darkness. Jesus Christ took it back. And then he said, all authority is mine. And now I commission you. I authorize you. And I send you the same way the Father sent me. I'm sending you. We have all of heaven backing us. And he says, freely you've been, you've received and now freely pass it. Now I'm just repeating myself because I want you to get this. <laughs> the, the kingdom of God comes and increases through the Holy Spirit in your life. And so this morning, what does... Does the kingdom, what does heaven on earth look like to me? It looks like thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In, in this earthen vessel first, and then on earth through this vessel. That's what heaven looks like on earth, is the kingdom, the dominion, the, the authority and the power of the kingdom of heaven working in me and through me. And it's available to every one of us. So if you want more of that operating in your life, I want you to stand. And if you really don't care about it, don't stand. I'm, don't just stand because your neighbor is standing. Don't just stand because it's the thing to do. Say, Lord, yes, I'm here, and I want that working in my life. Lord, I want your righteousness operating in my life. 
Lord, I want your peace and your joy to operate in my life so that I'm not tossed to and fro by every wind of adversity that wants to come and buffet me, but I can stand steadfast, secure, knowing who I am, and out of that I walk in power and victory and authority by your kingdom, for your kingdom, to pass your kingdom on to my neighbor. Oh, Holy Spirit, the paraclete that Jesus sent to walk with us, to guide us, to help us, to reveal to us what Jesus and the Father are doing and what they're saying. Holy Spirit, come right now. Holy Spirit, impart yourself. Impart more of the kingdom. Lord, it says your kingdom increases, increases, increases. And Lord, I just pray for an increase of your kingdom in our lives. Lord, the increase of heaven in this earthen vessel. An increase of your spirit. Lord, the revealer to come and reveal the heart of the Father, revealing the heart of Jesus, revealing the words of, the, of Jesus Christ. Lord, come and impart that to an, a greater degree. Take a hold of our lives with such a passion. Open our eyes. Open our ears. Open our heart, Lord. And increase your kingdom in this earthen vessel. And let it flow like a river of living water. As we drink and as we, we take you, more of you in, let it come out of us as a river. As a river in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just take over. Just take over. Let heaven be an earthen vessels. Let your heaven, let heaven come onto this earth, in this earthen vessel, on this earth, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said, Amen. If you want healing,